הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבירנו כל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר. קדוש עם אשר בארץ הם אביכה לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגי בן שמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן מאומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. So today ברוך השם we start תורה ע"ב We're going to split this up, um, this Torah, into a few different parts. But let's get started, Bezrat Hashem. Torah Ein Bet. Da no, shelirot et atzmo im atzadik ha'emet hu gamken, davar gadol me'od. Rabbeinu says that exchanging glances or exchanging gazes with the tzadik, with the true tzadik, is also something very big. It's certain that when, when a person merits to hear the Torah from the mouth of the tzaddik, is an even greater level. But also when a person doesn't have the merit to listen to this Torah, then just sight alone, that he merits to see the tzaddik, and the tzaddik merits to see him, meaning they exchange this gaze, is also something very good. Because when one sees himself with a tzaddik, being that, You're there, you see the tzaddik, the tzaddik sees you. Through this, a person receives gedula, greatness. And the essence of greatness, his shiflut is lowliness. What is the true essence of greatness? It's shiflut, it's humility, it's lowliness. How do we know this? It's in the Gemara Megillah, page 31, that in the place... Every single place where you see God's greatness, there you see His humility. So we see that the essence of Gdula, of greatness, is actually lowliness, humility. For the essence of greatness is lowliness. And now this is the key. Rabbanu is explaining a tremendous chidush here. The essential resurrection that's going to take place in the future. The resurrection of the dead. When they'll be resurrected and live an eternal life. The essential thing that will be resurrected and restored to life is what? What aspect of a human being? It's the lowliness that each person possesses. It's the humility that each person possesses. That is what will be resurrected, Rabbi Hussein. That is the essence of resurrection we're going to see. Because it's the lowliness of each and every person that will be resurrected in the future. That is what's going to get up in this final resurrection. Sing out and awaken yourselves, those who dwell in the dust. Wake up and sing out those who dwell in the dust. Page 5. Meaning, what does it mean to wake up and sing out to those who dwell in the dust? It's one who became a dweller in the dust, meaning in his lifetime. What does it mean to dwell in the dust? One who's humble in his lifetime. That is one who's going to wake up and sing out. That is one who's going to get up in the future. Because the main restoration of a person, during the time of the resurrection, will only be to the Humility that exists within that person. That this humility is what's going to lift um, this person up in the uh, resurrection of the dead. Meaning it's that humility that's going to wake up. The rest, it's not important. It's only the humility that's going to wake up and, and to be resurrected. 
So depending on how much humility you have will, de- will uh, determine how much you are affected by that resurrection. Because the pleasure and the delight of the world to come is impossible to attain right now. We cannot understand it. And this is because we're still in the finite, um, we're still in limitation, we're still in the aspect of the finite world. And therefore anything that has limitations, it's impossible to attain that f- the pleasure of the world to come, which is completely spiritual. Because we're still in this finite, we're, we're only uh, limited by these boundaries. And this is why it says with regard to the delight a person takes in Shabbat, that the delight of Shabbat Kodesh, which is what we know, it's a taste of the world to come. What do the Chachamim say about Shabbat, which is a taste of the world to come? It says in Shabbat, page one, Gemara Shabbat, page 118, anyone who delights in the Shabbat, he is given a boundless inheritance, meaning his inheritance is boundless. Why? Because that which exists in the world to come is boundless. It has no limitations. It's not finite. It's infinite. So because Shabbat is this aspect of the world to come, the inheritance is boundless. There's no, there's no limits. Because Shabbat in itself is limitless. Hanu bligvul, meaning it's limitless. Ki onek Shabbat. Because the delight of Shabbat, shehu me'en Because the delight of, of Shabbat, which is a foretaste of the world to come, is boundless. Ve'alken. And therefore, the essential eternal life of the time to come when we're going to live eternally and Hashem is going to resurrect everyone. And this represents the, the delight of the world to come. This eternal life of the world to come will only be applicable to the humility within each and every person. Because humility and lowliness is what is also boundless. It's limitless. It has no limits. Just like we talked about the world to come is limitless, it's boundlessness. So too is humility. Because humility is what we call ayin mamash. Literally nothingness. It's nothingness. You cannot point to it. It's, it's not mamash. It's not there. The Enoshumgvulan has no limit, no boundary. Because it's at the ultimate level of humility. And this essential eternal life of the world to come is only in the, in the realm of what we call boundlessness. Because it has no, it's nothing finite, so we cannot even describe it. It's boundless. And therefore, with regard to Shabbat, which is a foretaste of the world to come, it says about Shabbat, what did it say in the verse? We say this in the Tefillah of Musaf of Shabbat. What did it say over there in the Tefillah of Musaf? To Ameha, those who taste her, Chayim Zachu, merit life. Those who taste Shabbat merit life. Because why? Because when you taste Shabbat, you have Chayim, you have Chayim Nitzchim, the eternal life, which is boundlessness, which is what Shabbat is. Because one who truly tastes the pleasure and the delight of Shabbat merits life, which is what we call eternal life. Chayim Nitzchim. As we said above. Vedan, no? Rabbeinu continues. According to how much his mentality is shining, according to how much his intellect is shining, 
This will determine how much he merits to accept greatness. Chapter 6. Melech Asur Barehatim, says in the verse over there, the king, or Melech, a king, Asur that is trapped or bound or imprisoned, Barehatim, in locks. And what does it say in the Zohar? What is the The locks? It's in the locks and the, com- the compartments of the mind. Meaning this aspect of kingship, which is the Melech, as we see in the verse. Then Udura, which is greatness, because kingship is associated with greatness. Is bound to the compartments of the mind, meaning it's dependent upon the mind. Because according to the shining of the mentalities, how much you're able to to shine and to illuminate your mind will determine how much you're able to accept uh, this greatness. That the mentalities of a person, the consciousness of a person, the knowledge of a person. This represents the building of the temple. Anyone who has knowledge is as if he built the Beit Hamikdash in his days. So, what's the true building of the Beit Hamikdash? It's in the mind. It's in the it's the daat of a person. When you merit to ascend daat to to greaten your daat and to expand your daat, then you merit to build the Beit Hamikdash. Because daat was given between two divine names. And the Beit HaMikdash too was also given between two, between two divine names. As we see in the verse, Ki El Deot Hashem. It's in the verse, Ki El, Kel, that's the first name of Hashem. We have Deot, which is Da'at. Hashem, Yudke Vavke. So we have Kel and Yudke Vavke. And between those two names of Hashem, you have Da'at. And we also see this idea of the Beit HaMikdash as well in another verse. I'm forgetting it. So they're associated. The Da'at and, and the Beit HaMikdash are connected. Therefore, each and every person, according to his mentality, his knowledge, according to how much he immerses himself within this consciousness, this godly consciousness, the more he engages to grade in his and to expand his intellect, the more he's involved with regard to the building of the temple. It's hard to become a smarter individual. We're not talking about smart. We're not talking about chokhmah. We're talking about that. Which means consciousness of understanding Hashem. The knowledge of one who engages in the Torah we're talking about here. Through tefillah. Therefore, the more a person engages in this, the more he's involved with regard to the building of the temple. Because the essential building of the temple is that. And there's one who has a, a quick mind and a sharp mind. And he's constantly engaging to expand his intellect and his knowledge. And this is what we call involving oneself within the building of the temple. And according to how much he expands his dat, his moach, he merits too to accept this greatness. And this is what is hinted to in the verse in Mishle. Chapter 22. If you see a man quick in his work, he'll attend upon kings. When it says in the verse, a man who's quick in his work, this is one whose mind is constantly quick. It's sharp. Meaning what? What does it mean to have a quick mind and sharp mind? Meaning he's quick in his work. What work are we talking about? If you see a man quick in his work, what's It's the work of building the temple. Meaning what is Rabbanu saying? One who's quick in his work. It's meaning one who's quick, constantly expanding his mind. 
Doesn't mean one who's extremely intelligent. No. Rabban was saying is one who's constantly expanding the intellect of uh, the, the consciousness of a person, the godly consciousness. The knowledge of Hashem. And one who's constantly working on that is constantly engaged in his melachto, his work. What work? The work, the work in building the temple. Because the work of building the temple is according to your intellect. And when you have this, you shall attend kings. Meaning he'll what? He's going to merit greatness, which is kingship. Because as we saw in the verse, with regard to the king bound in knocks, that greatness is dependent upon how much your moach is shining, meaning how much work you are putting to expand your, your mentalities. There's a universal mind and there's individual mind. And all these individual mentalities receive from the universal mentality. And who's the universal mentality? It's one person. It's the Chacham of the generation. It's the wise man of the generation. The Tzadik of the generation. And this is what we're saying whenever we started off at the beginning of the lesson. This is the great level, a spiritual level of a person who merits to see himself with a true Tzadik. Who's the wise man of the generation? Meaning one who exchanges glances with the Tzadik. Because he's the all-inclusive sage. It's from him that everyone else receives their mentality. Because by the fact that this wise man is looking at him, and by the fact that he encompasses all the other minds, he's looking at this person, and he's gazing at him. Through this, he makes this man's intellect shine. And by the fact that you, the subject of the tzaddik's gaze, is now, now your intellect is shining by the fact that he saw you. What happened? Through this, you receive greatness. Because the essential greatness is received through the shining of the mentalities, as we said. Because the eyes is about what? The eyes are a reference to wisdom. Refer to wisdom. How do we know this? As it says in the verse in Bereshit chapter 3, we've seen this many different times, that their eyes were both opened up. What does Rashi say? This was said in reference to wisdom. When the eyes opening, meaning your wisdom is open. So the eyes represent wisdom. So when the tzaddik looks at you with his eyes, he's actually bestowing wisdom upon you. And therefore, therefore, when this chacham, this universal mind, is looking at this intended subject, this individual person. Through this, he shines into him true wisdom and mentalities. And now this person's mind is shining. And through this, he's now able to accept greatness. Because each and every Jew, each and every person, possesses, um, according to his level, a sort of uh, mentality and a sort of da'at, knowledge, according to where he stands. But the mind, the mentality of each and every person is mired in constriction. It's, it's not an expanded consciousness. We're constantly in the aspect of constriction. We're not always in that. We're inconsistent. It's not always shining. But when the tzaddik is looking at you, who's the universal mind, and he's 
mind is not in constriction, it's always in consciousness, in expanded consciousness. Therefore, when the tzaddik gazes on each and every person, according to that person's vessel, meaning according to how big his, level, his spiritual level is, he will receive an expansion in consciousness. And now his mind will shine. According to that shining of the mind now that now occurs whenever the tzaddik is looking at you, you are going to receive greatness according to the level of your mind. Because the essential greatness occurs according to how much the mind is shining. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu Therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, upon him be peace, Shehu that he was the all-encompassing dot of the Jewish people. He was the dot of the generation, as we know. Right, look in the writings of the Ari Kadosh, the Ari brings down, look in the Zohar, this idea that Moshe represents dot, and he was the dot of the entire generation. He bestowed dot upon everyone. Rabbanu goes into this idea in many different lessons, how Moshe Rabbanu had the ability to illuminate even in the lowest Jew, the most awesome dot, to the point where even what the Shifra saw upon the sea, Yecheskel Navi did not see. To the point where even the lowest Jew, when you're attached to the tzaddik, can see things that even the biggest prophet on his own cannot see. Why? Because they're attached to the Chachamadoch. That's why Rabbi Natan says, so much bigger is it to be attached to the tzaddik and be small than to be big on your own. Because he's saying the smallest Jew in attachment to the tzaddik surpasses even the biggest tzaddik of the generation who does it on his own. Because the tzaddik ador, the Moshe Rabbeinu of the generation, no one whenever he's illuminating into the smallest Jew, that dad is bigger than even the biggest tzaddik's dad. That's why the essence today, Rabbi is telling you, is to unite yourself within the tzaddik, who's Moshe Rabbeinu of the generation. So therefore, Rabbeinu continues, therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu, upon him be peace, that he, he was the all-encompassing dad of all the Jewish people, solely through his sight, that he would look at each and every and each and every individual. Through this, he was able to apportion authority and greatness to each and every individual according to what was fitting to him, according to the level of his mind. Because Moshe just looked at a person, he was able to bestow greatness and authority according to that person's level of intellect. And this is what is mentioned Shemot chapter 18 as for you you shall see from among all the people you shall place among them officers of thousands officers of a hundred officers of hundreds etc etc this is what Yitro tells Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe you're going to you're going to appoint all these people and you're going to appoint each and every person according to his level one will be a judge of a thousand of a hundred of this of that but it's Moshe who's going to point all of them. You shall see. As it's in the verse, as for you, you shall see. What does that mean? It says in the verse, you shall see specifically. Because just by the mere sight, by the mere gazing of Moshe Rabbeinu, when he would look and gaze upon each and every individual, he would actually shine up the mentality and the mind of that individual he was looking at. And just by that sight, that individual will receive that greatness and authority according to his worthiness. 
according to that which was fitting for him, according to the level of his mentality. And that's why each individual was falling in the category of either officer of thousands, officer of hundreds, etc. But that Sadiq Ahmed is not even an officer, he's above all of them, he's the one who appoints everyone. And this is what it says, and you shall see. And you shall place among them officers of thousands. Because just by the seeing of Moshe Rabbeinu and gazing upon a nation, just by that in itself, he would place them. He would place officers of thousands, officers of hundreds, etc. Because just by his looking at each and every individual, they were able to accept greatness now. When Moshe, who is the Chachamador, was able to look at this individual, was able to shine into him this intellect that enables for him to receive that greatness. And Moshe was also able to dictate that this person would be the officer of a thousand people, this other person would be the officer of a hundred people, etc., etc. Because by his looking at them, his gazing at them, he saw and he knew the greatness that was appropriate to each and every one. And that which each and every one deserved. Because through his gazing, he was able to know the shining of the mentalities of each and every person. According to the shining of that intellect will determine where that gedula reaches and how much gedula you will receive. And then, whenever each person genuinely or receives that greatness that is genuinely appropriate for him, according to the level of his mentality, through the true leader, through the fact that there's a true leader, who's the aspect of Moshe Rabbeinu, who's able to apportion this greatness to each person that is fitting for him according just by sight. Then each of these officers, these leaders of the Jewish people, that were appointed by Moshe Rabbeinu, are now able to create novelties in Torah, novel ideas in Torah, according to that which is fitting for this person, according to the level of his mind. Not more and not less. Meaning when Moshe Rabbeinu gives you that authority, and it's given by Moshe, and it's the smicha by Moshe Rabbeinu, when he looks at you, just by that, now the chidushim that you're going to bring will be brought down its proper measure, meaning you'll give just as much as you need to. And you're going to be able to reveal those chidushim from you because your mind is shining now. But you won't reveal too much nor too little. Just the perfect amount. Because by the fact that each and every individual is standing in his proper place genuinely, meaning it's because Moshe Rabbeinu who saw the truth and he put you where you needed to be. He put you officer of thousands, officer of a hundred, etc. Uh, sorry. Alken, therefore, or, no, sorry, I skipped the line. So, as we just said, when each person stands in his genuine place and doesn't take a place that isn't his, God forbid, meaning when each person possesses that authority and that greatness according to that which is genuinely fitting for him, as we said above, therefore, each and every person knows how much 
um, according, sorry, knows according to his greatness and his appointment, his authority, how much and how to reveal these novelties in Torah. And before how many people he needs to give a Torah. Because this person was in charge of a thousand over uh, over a thousand Jews. Then meaning an officer of thousands. He needs to give Torah before a thousand men. And etc. etc. Each and every person according to the level which he stands in. So Baruch Hashem, we merited that's it for today. We're going to continue this lesson with Hashem, but it's a very, very awesome lesson. And uh, really, may we attach ourselves to the tzaddik to see the sight that the tzaddik is able to see us and we're able to see him. Uh, so we can have this shining of the intellect and to be in our proper place, because today, a lot of people take places and positions that aren't theirs without this sight of Moshe Rabbeinu, this tzaddik of the generation. So may we do it genuinely, and uh, continue with this Torah, applying the advice that Rabbeinu gives us.